shit. Spill. Well, I hope everybody else remembered their stale microwave burnt coffee like I did. Um, because I decided to kick off the show by pouring that all over my lap and shoes. But we already played... We already blah, blah, blah. we already pressed record, so we soldiered on today. Uh, oh yeah, I'm Fred Edison, and this is Ocean Man Games Club podcast. Today we are talking about the well. I think it was 2022. I'm a little distracted by the coffee spill right now, but I believe it was 2022, if not like 2021 or something on PC, but 2022 on Switch. The uh, vertical shooter Sofstar. I believe it's so star definitely not gonna bet my life on that um didn't actually hear anybody say it didn't care enough to look it up i originally thought that maybe it was soft star like a shitty english play on sophomore but that didn't really make any sense in the game at all and uh so i went with soph as in short for like sophie because the game already kind of sounds like a PC music release anyway with Sofstar. Look into that if you don't know what that is. But I, I was just going with that. And then today I was playing the game a little bit more. And I, I caught that the, the actual main character of the game, her name is Soph. Which, if you ever doubted me when I said I do not pay attention to the story in the games, it, now you know. I didn't know that, that the name of the main character was also the name of the game. Because I mashed A through that fucking bullshit. Anyway, uh, the real issue with that, though, is that there's a character in the game. I guess your boss or something. I don't know. He just kind of showed up in the side panels. The, the static art to kind of fill the screen space. Which, by the way, the game likes to tout... I guess, as a feature that they're using the best resolution or arcade perfect resolution or something. It, I believe it's CRT resolution, which that's a fun thing to want if I were to plan on playing my Switch on a CRT TV. However, I'm not. So what ends up happening on my Switch in handheld mode, because that's how I play it, I am forced to either play it in Tate mode, which I did because it's a vertical shooter and I just got that flip grip y'all might have heard about. And that's the way you should plan on playing this because if you don't, the like more than half the fucking screen is just wasted because it doesn't even fill it up vertically. And whatever, I Pierce are screaming at their fucking phone or whatever. I don't care. I didn't like that. But anyway, in the art on the side to fill up the dead space, you see your uh, boss, Colonel Goshix or something. I it's spelled like Go Hawks, but with the S fucking slamma jammed in the middle to just not be cool. I don't know. But he is smoking cigars. He's got a Dan Severin mustache, wears a red, uh, like, Guardian Angels <laughs> uh, beret, and then is also wearing a, I guess, leather and fur duster? I don't know. That guy should be the main character, not generic lady space pilot Soph. Anyway, whatever. The game is bullet hell, and it is in uh, 
an art style that you don't see a lot and at least I feel like the shmup space I'm sure I'm wrong but you don't see a lot of uh Game Boy Advance kind of targeted look for the art and it really pops with uh with Soulstar it looks great it's very colorful everything is easy to read and it just looks great and i wish that more games would do that uh because it, it, it's a good look it's a very distinct look it, it because everything had to be so bright for that dark ass screen at the beginning i think but either way it looks great and you know i wonder did any gba games do a tate mode like it seems like it would be doable it wouldn't be awesome but it seems like you could use the the d-pad with your left hand and maybe fire with like like kind of reaching across with the r button and i guess i just described a wonder swan which if you don't know one of those you should look those up too those it's like my fucking it's too bad that screen was so ghosty because it seems you know it's perfect for playing games and it was intended to play games in tate mode and it has clino on it so that's pretty fucking sick. I wish I got my hands on one of those, too. Whatever. Anyway, the other thing that's great about the game is that there is just a lot of content, which normally I'm not a big content for dollars guy or anything like that, but with, with shooters, it's always a drag when there really isn't a lot there beyond, like, here's the arcade mode or here's the arcade mode with a bonus ship no so star does not have that problem whatsoever we got an arcade mode we got a cadet mode which is basically like license tests tests in gran turismo you're doing uh like just challenges you're doing you're doing small challenges to i guess ostensibly get you better at shooters and there's an endless mode there's the score attack and kind of like a training scenario and then there's a time attack mode whatever i i mostly stuck to the arcade mode but they're nice that they're there and if the genre hopes to have any chance at growth i suppose you have to combat your low number of sales that you're probably going to make by increasing the price of your game relative to the amount of content that you have which creates your feedback loop of casual people not wanting to get into it because it doesn't seem like worth the money whatever anyway i enjoyed it it gave me a lot of shit to do even though again i did stick with the arcade mode now if you are gonna be just sticking in the arcade mode largely like i did so star still has your back in that regard and how it does that is there's like nine ships in the game there's your standard spaceships there's all sorts of like animals and shit there's a turtle ship a bird ship a fat dipshit nerd ship that's just like a fat hairy belly just adorned with stretch marks and a faint cheeto dust orange pallor i made that one up but there's it the animals were kind of weird like i don't know i feel like maybe it was like a, a nod to like uh darius or darius or whatever i don't say it right but with the animals and stuff but the but the turtle was kind of cool because each ship uh, is very as 
they're very different. It, it's almost like playing a completely different game because the rule set, the rule set of the game doesn't change when you when you switch ships, but the difference between say the there's one called the the Reka, which is just kind of your standard shoot in front of a ship, and there's one that's like a turtle. And the bomb for the turtle isn't your standard screen clearing bomb like the Reka has. No, it is uh, your turtle pulls its head and arms into its shell and becomes temporary, temporarily invulnerable, which is super sick. Um, and they're all, again, they're all really different and really change the way you play the game. So there's even more impetus to run through that arcade mode just over and over. It's really great. Um, in fact, they play so differently that I've mentioned over and over the, the stick drift on my on my left Joy-Con. And it's a huge problem and I need to get it replaced or just buy a new Joy-Con. But this game explained to me exactly why I'm so reticent to do so. Which is the poor ass excuse for a D-pad that is the four buttons on the, on the Switch... I have those buttons so fucking dialed in right now. They're worn down, so they barely have any texture. They're all loose, and it feels like I'm using what I would imagine the, the click stick on a Neo Geo Pocket would feel like. I've never actually gotten to play one, but the descriptions of it, it feels like that. I'm just hovering, and, and well, not really. That's not it at all. It's more, it almost feels like the D-pad equivalent of... Uh, well, I want to say, I want to say just the floating D-pad or like the the directional nub on a PSP, but that's just not true because that those floating D-pads are just fucking garbage, and it's not that. But anyway, it, it's dialed in, and I don't want to replace it, so there's always that battle. But it was worth it just because, man, every and and some of the ships move so fast that they really. You really get a, a. It really blows you away how slow the ships in other games are for some of them, and I really appreciated that dialed-in D-pad because of that. Now, one thing that is a, that I, you know, the art style is great, but the levels there aren't a lot. Uh, there isn't a lot happening in the background. You know, I mean, it. You're in space. But I'll tell you, there's multiple levels that are in, like, I gorges, I guess. And it just looks like various colored, like, floppy pussy lips just scrolling up the screen constantly. And I don't understand the intent. I, I guess it was to show off your ability to do parallax scrolling to make the background look cool. But it, it wasn't like a distraction in a way that felt like it added to the challenge of the game and it wasn't varied enough that it really felt like oh i'm glad we did you know jungle vagina lips and then did like the grand canyon vagina lips because we'd hate to have yet another level in space we couldn't just like tint it or put it in like an asteroid field or whatever um i mean i get well you can but my, my point is, you can switch up locales in space, put a larger space battle in the back or something. I don't know. Anyway, didn't need didn't need the, the gorges and vagina lips so much. Just kind of felt like I was playing uh, 
pod racer on Game Boy Advance. I fucking hate vertical, vertically scrolling racing games. They're just fucking not my thing at all. And that game sucked. It makes me think of that. Not a fan of that. Outside of that, I don't really have anything else to tell you about it.